0: OK, so let's do this. First of all, um, you know it's really interesting. My theme this year has been I've been talking to uh, a lot of people. And the ones that are having success, that are continuing to stay consistent, aren't really doing big, massive things different. But they're doing some very basic things really, really well. And so I want to talk about what those things are. Uh, my, my messaging for all the events that I'm doing this year is predictable greatness. I'm a firm believer there that greatness is predictable, and it goes all the way back to when I was selling satellite dishes and hot tubs at the fair, and I remember my first fair selling 10 hot tubs and then wondering, um, you know, thinking that I'd really knocked it out of the park until the guy behind me in line at the frozen lemonade shack with the cow spa shirt on, um, I asked him how you guys are doing at the fair, and he says, we're doing great. I says, well, how many have you sold? And he says, oh, I don't want to say, and I said, I'll I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours, and he says, a hundred. I sold 10, he sold 100. What do you think the difference was between somebody that sold 100 at the fair and someone who sold 10? We're selling comparable products, comparable price range. Mine might even been a little better, but they just sold more. The difference was a couple things. The first one is that he believed he could, and so he set goals based on what, his, what he believed was possible. And then the second thing was, is that they had a system they ran. And so I put my disguise on and I went over to, I like put, seriously put my disguise on, went over there and watched everything they did the rest of the day. How they greeted clients, how they run them through the funnel, when they get people to sit in the empty hot tubs, how someone would bring them a clipboard and then something to drink for the family. When someone said they didn't have a credit card, they'd keep the family there while one person went back to the car to get the wallet. There was this whole system. And when I, when I followed the system, the very next year, we went from 10 to 70 hot tubs. That was my first clue that greatness was predictable. And that if you found something that really worked and you followed the system, that you could create a predictable result. Um, right now, I'm kind of believing that massive action creates massive results. And I wonder if you've thought about 2023, what is the big massive action you can take right now that will create a massive result? What is the big thing that is like, you know, you've heard people say, You know, you got to take small incremental improvements every day and then you'll get better. Yeah, I like that, but that's not the market we're in. We're in a market right now that if you want to take market share and you want to have a better year than you did last year, you can't do small incremental steps. You have to do something big. So what is the big massive action or the big thing you're going to take that is going to create a massive result? And I want you to think about that as I go through this uh, session today. What is the big thing? By the way, this is the largest one of the largest copper mines in the world. It's, in, uh, it's, out, it's out in the west uh, desert of Utah. It's one of a few structures you could actually see from, from the moon. So when you're in space and the moon is rotating, you can see this big crater. It's one of the largest copper mines and one of the richest mines in the world. Really kind of a cool place to go visit. OK, so you all remember when COVID hit and when covid hit we had this massive um, shock to the marketplace and it was almost like somebody pushed the pause button how many of you remember what that felt like when like the pause button was hit and we all looked around and we were like what the crap like how are we going to deal with this now what's next what's our big like how how are we going to survive in a paused market and there was this all this talk going on about how you should pivot. You remember the big pivot? It's so funny. The other night I was watching TV in the hotel room, and there was a Friends episode on. Did, does anybody else watch Friends? And so Friends was on. I don't usually watch it, but I, I, just, I think I've seen every episode. And Ross and Rachel were trying to take this sofa around a corner. And Ross kept saying, pivot, <laughs> pivot. And he's trying to get her to pivot as they were going around. Anyway, and then they fell, and it, they had to cut it in half in order to get up there. Well, the whole concept of pivot, when I was watching that little skit, I thought to myself, what a stupid idea. Pivoting is not really a brilliant thing. What happens when you're playing basketball, and I'm a big basketball fan, and you're dribbling the ball, and you stop dribbling. When you stop dribbling, you then have to plant one foot and then you can pivot. You can, you can have one foot firmly planted and then the other foot moves you around in a circle, but you're no longer making progress or moving towards your goal. The whole concept of a pivot, I think, is a bad idea. So how about we just build for the bounce? How about we keep dribbling? How about we keep moving forward towards our goal and we continue with the, those actions and that motion that will give us a predictable result? So anybody with me on this, like, should we not pivot? How about we just keep moving forward? I don't want to stop and then pivot and spin around in circles and hope that we get um, a a different result. We have to do something big. When you build for the bounce, what that says is, it says that we understand that the river of real estate that causes people to move doesn't stop just because interest rates go up. And just like in the beginning of 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 pivot. Just like the beginning of COVID, the market had to catch its breath. It was like it paused for a moment and then it like did this big deep inhale and then those who continued to do activities, boy, like 90 days in, everything just kind of took off and they and, and we all got crazy for the next 2 years. And those that stayed in the market that didn't that didn't pause are the ones that had just record-breaking years 2 years in a row. I feel the same thing. I feel almost exactly like I did in the beginning of COVID over these last 60 to 90 days. It's almost like we've been going through this frenzy of real estate and the market has just decided to take a breath. And so the market's catching its breath, but it's not stopping all of the life activities or all the life events that occur that cause people to move people are getting married, they're getting divorced, they're downsizing, they're upsizing, they have deaths in the family, their kids want to play in different ball, in different schools, there's they're being relocated, they're getting hired, they're getting fired. There's all of these life events that are occurring that are going to cause people to move. And while the market's taking its breath, there's going to be this big bounce that occurs, and the agents that are at the front of the mind of the consumers at the moment those life events occur are the ones that are going to dominate and take market share. I believe that what's going on in the market right now is that uh, there's this big pause and there's a bunch of agents and brokers and even brands that are just saying, oh, just wait, it'll come back. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now that we're not messaging that way to our clients. To our clients at Workman, we're saying, this is the time that we have to do something massive and that we can grab market share. This is the time that we're recruiting aggressively. It's the time we're growing our teams aggressively, and it's the time we're reaching out. And we're having more conversations using emotional intelligence with our clients so that when they're ready to re-engage, boom, we're at the front of their minds. Do you like this concept? Do you like where, I'm, what I, where my head is on this? I really believe that the market is just getting ready to excel. It's taking a breath, it's had a pause, and we're getting ready to come and we're going to go bang. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is the first thing that I want to share with you is that we have to start being intentional about what it is we focus on. Every business, every culture, every team, every office is either intentionally created or it's accidentally created. Intentional creation means that you look in advance of your week and you plan out exactly what you're going to do in advance and then you track it. So we created this little tool. I'm gonna give you some tools today. The first tool is called the My Perfect Week Scheduler. This My Perfect Week Scheduler is a Google Sheet. It's very simple to use. And what I'm gonna ask you to do is each Sunday night or Saturday, whenever your biological prime time is, I want you to pull up your week and I want you to intentionally design when it is, you're gonna work on dollar productive activities. Every, every morning we should have this process that we follow. We get up, we have a, you know, we maybe have a quick breakfast or a, a protein shake, then we do our workout, then we go and do our office work. And then we have this quiet hour where we focus on the things that require our undivided attention. That's probably the most important time of the day. And then we role play. We do a huddle with our with our team if we have a team. And then we role play scripts and dialogues. And then we just get into it. When someone says, I want to I want to go look at buyers, you set times in your day where you're going to actually show buyers. And when a buyer says, I want to look at a house, you say you want to go in the morning or afternoon. And then you put them in your calendar where you've designed your day to work with buyers or to go on listing appointments. Now, I've never had a perfect week, but every time we do this, our weeks get better and we become more intentional. When you're focused on the right activities and you plan in advance what you're going to do, what happens is you start thinking differently about your day. Somebody calls up, you say, oh, yep, you know what? I'm going to do open houses this time, or I'm going to go look at homes, or I'm going to prospect buyers. Whatever those activities are, you put them in there. Now, let me give you a, a tip on how to create great life balance. Does anybody feel like That they may be out of balance with their work and their business life. That when they're working, they're all in, but they're dealing with kids. And when they're with their kids, they're still answering their phones and dealing with work. They're there, but they're not really present. Sarah, I appreciate your head nod. Like you're normal, by the way, like you're normal. We create businesses that become our lifestyle. And what I would like to challenge all of you to do is to create a business that serves the lifestyle you want instead of becomes the lifestyle you have. Like, for me, I don't want to work to live. I want to work to live well. (laughs) I want to live really well. I want to enjoy my kids and my grandkids, and I want to have everybody that live around me but um, when we're there and we're not present, we're sending a very clear message that whatever is on the other end of the phone or whoever it is call we're taking is less important than the moment than that than that place where we are right now. So when I do when I do my perfect week, one of the first things I'll do, and there's drop down menus for this, is I'll schedule my personal things first. So every weekend we'll do a date night. Is it going to be Friday or Saturday? I've been doing it for 37 years. My wife and I have a date. We go on a date. We go out to a movie, or we go for a walk, or we go out and sometimes date night is going and visiting the grandkids. Like, whatever that is, we do something together where we're just present. I don't answer my work phone. We just spend that time together. When my kids have ball games, or practices, or doing things, or they're in a play, we schedule those things first. And I And I identify those as what I call non-negotiable activities. And you should all write that down. What are your non-negotiables, NNA? Non-negotiables should include, number one, family. I do these, here's my five priorities. Family, faith, friends, fun, and fitness. But fitness for me is, over, is interchangeable. Sometimes I'll say food, so it's either food or fitness depending on the mood I'm in. So family, faith, friends, fun, and fitness, or food, are my five critical things. I schedule those in first, and then I focus on finances. So what are the things or the activities that will give me the highest return on time away from family? So Linda, this is kind of, I kind of got this way in my life at some point where I decided that if I'm going to spend time away from my family, the people that I care most about, I just decided that it needs to be worth it. Like if I spend any of my day doing $20 an hour activities, I had this epiphany that like, like what I'm saying to my kids or my spouse or my grandkids is that they're not worth $20 an hour to me. And I don't feel that way, but my behavior was screaming much louder than my actual words. I was saying I'm doing it for them, but I could have outsourced it for 20 bucks an hour, so I was choosing to do it instead of outsource. So make sure that the things you focus on give you your highest return on time. Now I'm going to take you to the next predictable greatness tool. The next predictable greatness tool is called our Daily Success Habits Tracker, and I'm going to give this to you as well. And so what we do with the Daily Success Habits Tracker is we... We focus on dollar productive activities. And you only get points for doing things that generate income. Every time you have a dial or a phone call for prospecting, you put a a hash mark in the top. And this is, by the way, it's a fillable PDF. When you actually have a conversation, you're going to put an X in there. When you set an appointment, you get 10 points for that. You get points for doing calls, conversations, handwritten notes, appointments set, appointments met, um, listings, closings, door knocking, one, one more thing, one more time. And so here's what I'd like you to do. I want you to set a goal starting today to get 61 points a day doing dollar productive activities. 61 points a day every single day for the rest of the rest of the year. You know, the whole, oh, if you do it for 21 days, it creates a habit. I'm, can I just throw that out and say that's a bunch of crap? Like, how about we just, just decide to do it, and we do it every day, and it's not going to be 21 days, and it's not going to be 30 days. We're just going to do it the rest of the year. And this year, we're going to focus on activities that give us highest return on time, and we're just going to track them. And then I want you to compare side by side. Now, this is kind of cool. What you intended to do, with what you actually did in thirty-minute increments, you see, Stephanie. Accountability is not something I can do to you. Like, I, like if you don't want to do something, is there any way you're going to do it? Like, if you decide you're not going to do it, it's not going to happen, is it? You can just say no, right? Okay. So, so I know you're a strong, independent business owner, and if I try and hold you accountable, like my wife, she has—I call it her cold, long winter look. It's like seriously, like. I'm not doing, if I don't, you can't make me do something. So accountability, this whole concept of accountability, I think is a little bit of a myth. Accountability is not something someone does to you. It's a choice you make. So, and it's one of the most important choices you can make. Accountability is when you choose to do something. And the reason we track things like this is because I've learned that if you become aware of whether or not your actions are giving you the results you want or they're not, I, I've learned that most people like are intelligent and they're like, oh yeah, that's not working and because I'm tracking it, then you can just choose to make a course correction. Like nobody has to make you do it. You actually, you actually see it and because you see it, you make that choice. So one of the biggest things for me in, in, you know, as a coach A lot of people that go, I need a coach for accountability. I I don't think that's it. I think you need a coach because what a coach does is a coach helps you ask the right questions. So you become aware of whether or not your activities are giving you your result or not. And then they point you in the right direction. And then you choose whether or not you want to do it. Like coaching is not accountability. It's 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 not it because accountability is a myth. It's not something I can do to someone. It's an environment you create and it's a culture that becomes part of who you are. So the first tool, and I'm gonna give you three or four today, is I want you to I want you to be intentional about what you plan to do in the week and then what you actually do and then compare. Is are is what I'm actually accomplishing, consistent with what I intended to do, and then and then let's just do it. And then every single week, just work on getting a little better. So I want you to focus on progress, not perfection. If you get 40 points a day, high five yourself. And then next week, let's do 45 until we're consistently getting 61 points a day doing dollar productive activities. And here's what I've learned. It takes 211 appointments to get 55 listings. So you go on 211 um, listing appointments, you're going to get 55 listings. For every listing you generate, you're going to close 1.5 buy-side transactions and you're going to have a business that looks very different. And so I'm going to show you some numbers here in a second. So number one is intentional creation of your day in your life. Write down what you plan to do in your perfect week, measure what you actually do. Compare it each week. Can I, how many of you are willing to commit to just doing this for the next 30 days? Like, let's just do it for the next month and let's see what kind of result we get. Who's in? You can go in the chat. Give me some, give me some love and say, I'm in. There we go. Tammy's in. Vincent says, okay. Excellent. All right, let me go to the next one. Okay. Greatness is predictable. If greatness is predictable, guess what else is predictable? Average. Think about that. If you do your daily success habits and you track what you do, I can predict what kind of results you're going to get. So if you're getting 20 points a day or you're spending 70% of your day doing administrative tasks, well, I I can tell you, you're not going to make a million bucks. I I just know. I can actually look at your activities and I can predict the result with a high level of confidence the results you're going to get. So here's some critical numbers that you you all need to know in your business. First one is this. And I want, I'm going to give you some math on this. So the first one is, for every listing you generate, you should close, one, you should close 1.5 buy-side transactions. So if you sell 10 listings this year, you should do 15 buy-sides. That's a total of 25 units. If you do 55 listings, you should do, it's almost 80 buy-side transactions. That's 135 transactions for the year. So we have... and by by the way, I can show you this on 600 teams across the country, the ones who are doing it correctly will close 1.5 buy sites for every listing. Every listing you generate creates six to eight leads a month. Now I want you to think about this, in this market where you say, oh, in this market it doesn't happen, that's not true. It's your job to do the activities with every listing to generate six to eight leads a month. It's not an automatic thing that happens. It's an intentionally created result of marketing a listing effectively. So with every listing we get, we generate six to eight leads a month. And for every 25 leads we generate, when you track your leads correctly, we add one buyer's agent. This is how we do teams. The reason, and I want you to think about this, the reason that most individual agents have more like a 50-50 balance in their buyers and sellers is because they don't have the time to follow up with their B&C leads or they choose not to follow up with them because they know if they get more buyers, it takes time away from family. And so they have the good intention of following up, but the reality is, is you just don't want to do it. And so you take the low-hanging fruit, the easy ones, but you don't get deep. And when you get deep in your follow-up, you have a higher level of conversion. Mark, I appreciate your question. A buy side is a buyer transaction. So the listing side is the listing side. The buy side is a buy side transaction. Okay, so one listing gives one and a half buy sides. Every listing we get, we generate six to eight leads. Every 25 leads, we add a buyer's agent. Would you like to see what that means to you in numbers and how we compensate people when we build teams? Greatness is predictable. And so we follow systems that are proven. So here's the transactions. So this is how we pay people. So when you hire a buyer's agent, your job as a leader is to be at a 50% gross profit after your cost of sale. So when we bring a buyer's agent on, you can't start them at a 50-50 and then cover all the expenses. Now you're not making any money. So you start at a 40-60 for the first two transactions in a month. Buyer's agent gets 40, team leader 60. 45-55 for deals three and four, and then 50-50 on five plus. And that resets every month. I want buyer's agents to have a minimum. Matter of fact, I have a a contract. You gotta close a minimum of 24 transactions a year in order to be on a team. So if you wanna be on a workman coach team, you gotta do 24 deals. An agent on a workman coach team doing 24 deals a year is gonna make 50% more than an individual agent by themselves on 100% split because they do seven deals a year and they live just above poverty. Like they're barely getting out of business. And so what's more important to you? The split you're on, the amount of money you take home to your family. Simple as that. And then we're going to put them into a system that that creates predictable greatness. Okay? Listing partners, we pay between 25 and 35%. The reason reason it's smaller on a listing is because when you work with a buyer, it's 20 hours a time. When you work with a seller, it's two to three hours. And so the amount of time spent with a listing is much smaller. And then we have all of the expenses associated with getting a listing. And now when the listings in some markets are staying on the market longer, what happens is is that our cost of carrying goes up. And so you've got to have the money to be able to continue to market that property, to do the Matterports, the virtual tours, the open houses on all of those different things, okay? Okay, so there's the this is the this is the compensation model for a team. I don't want to go any more in that, but let me just show you something for, for a minute. I'm gonna have a little bit of fun with this. If your focus changes from listings, and here I'm gonna do this like I'm gonna do it with my calculator and show you this for a second. If you'll focus on listings and we'll, and you stop working buyers, 60 listings, five a month. That's five listings a month. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to ask um, just because Linda, Linda Christie and Stephanie, you're on my screen right in front of me. I see you. Um, go in the chat box and type in how many listing appointments you have to go on in order to get a listing. What's your closing ratio? Like when you go on a listing, how many out of 10 will you get? If you do 10 listing appointments, how many will you actually list? And anybody can put their number in. I want to hear you. I want to see what your numbers are. Okay, four. I like that. Seven. All right. Seven. Okay, seven out of ten. Okay, for those of you that are getting seven out of ten, six out of ten, you probably need to stop going out with that many friends. Cindy, if you're getting ten out of ten, That's like totally repeat and referral business. If you want to grow, you've got to find new ways of bringing people into the pipeline. So I'm going to use the number of 50%. Is everybody cool with that? Like, is everybody comfortable with 50%? And so if I want to list 60 houses this year, I have to go on 120 listing presentations. And so I'm going to take 120, and I'm going to divide it by 12, and I have to go on 10 a month. I have to go on 10 listing appointments a month with a 50% closing ratio. 10 a month that's it how many is that a week let's divide it by 4 that's 2.5 a week so if if what if what if the way Cynthia Snyder we measured success wasn't in closed transactions or it wasn't in GCI what if we measured success at the end of the week whether or not we got 2.5 listing appointments i don't even care if they list I just want you to go on two and a half listing appointments every single week. And so you get up every morning, ah, and I want you to just be intentionally obsessed with getting 2.5 listing appointments, just every week. And we just do that, everything. We look at our 61 points, we do our four pillars, and we go after it. 2.5 a week. If you do that, if you'll do that one thing, this is your business model. You'll list 60 homes, we're going to end up needing three buyer's agents, and we're going to end up... This is what your income is. Even if you paid a listing partner, you paid a listing partner and you didn't even go on them, you got somebody else to do it for you, you would generate 1.1 million in company keep, meaning you would make a million dollars in commission after you paid your buyer agents and your listing partners. And I want you to think about that just for a second. You're not going on the listings, you're not working with the buyers. If you choose to go on the listings and you choose to work with the buyers, then your margins go up to about 1.5 million. Creating a seven figure business is not hard, meaning it's a simple concept, but the work you have to do is complex, meaning you have to actually do the work. You have to generate 2.5 appointments a week. And if you're willing to do that, The rest will take care of itself. Okay, so how do we get these appointments? Maria, I love your comments in there. I want more listing appointments. Okay, well, guess what? Wanting more listing appointments is a marketing strategy that I have found does not work. We call that wish marketing. Oh, I sure wish I had more. Okay, so you can't get it. You can't wish that it happens. You have to go get them. So what are the activities that you're going to focus on that are going to generate those listing appointments? Now, what I teach in business, and so this is something all of our coaches are trained to do, is we focus on a program called Four Pillars of Income. I don't have a slide for this, so I'm just going to teach you the concept. I want you to just draw on a piece of paper four pillars. Um, they could look like a pillar. Like a, a pillar might look like, Look, here's here's my drawing of my four pillars. Is that brilliant? Anybody anybody been to my art school, same art school as Verl? You see the four pillars. Now, here's the magic in four pillars of income. If your goal is to get 2.5 listing appointments a week, or 120 listing appointments a month, I want you to determine four specific pillars that will each generate a hundred percent of that goal. Now you got to listen to what I'm saying here. So let's just say that in the first pillar, we're going to call it your sphere of influence, your SOI, your social media, your past clients, and your top fifty. That's one pillar. It's like the, it's your database. And you're going to work that aggressively with the goal of getting 2.5 listing appointments a week. Another one might be a geographic farm, a geographic area where you've decided to mail into, knock doors, uh, do that. It might be you want to go after uh, new construction and you're going to list builders. It might be you're going to go after uh, for sell by owners and expired. You might want to go after notices of default, which we're starting to see again. Yesterday in Houston, I, had a, I was with a team where they sent somebody to the auction and they could not believe the number of properties that were being foreclosed upon as they were bidding on property it was really interesting so there's a there's a there's a change that's happening with people that life events are causing them to go uh, backwards i don't care what your four pillars are when you build out a pillar of income you have to show me with an action plan worksheet all of the activities that you're going to have to do on a daily basis in order to hit 100% of your 2.5 listing goal And so we're going to do it four different ways. What do you think, and I want you to be honest with me, your chance of hitting 2.5 listing appointments a week is if you have four different ways of doing it and you go after each one as if it's the only one. This concept is how we generate predictable greatness. We're able to hit massive goals because we shoot four times beyond the actual goal. And I, and I know this sounds simple, but it's not. When you actually like start breaking down all the things you got to do to generate 2.5, you realize it's a task. You might do Monday, you work on one pillar. Tuesday, you work on another pillar. Some people do it in their time blocking where they do different... Um, different concepts, are diff- sorry, different uh, time blocks during the day where they work on each pillar. You just have to be intentional about it and you work all of them as if it's the only one. And what happens is, I call this failing up, what happens is, is you're gonna start to realize that two or three of them are gonna hit and you're gonna end up with five appointments a week and you're gonna need help and then you raise your hand and say, you know, I need some help with that, so let's get a really good admin in there, let's get a really good marketing, let's get somebody to work those buyer leads. I will tell you that you're never gonna get to 60 listing appointments a year if you spend any of your time doing $20 an hour tasks. And so if it's not directly related to prospecting for listing or going on listing appointments or negotiating contracts, let it go. Can we cue the song from Frozen and just everybody sing together, let it go? How many of you have things in your life that you know you should let go, but you haven't been able to? (laughs) Like you still do it anyway because you have this false belief that nobody can do it as good as you, right? But the reality is, like lots of people can, you just haven't trained them yet. So we, they can do it as good as you, you just have to let it go. All right, okay, so here we go. The next one I'm gonna give you is this one. I'm gonna give you a marketing system called 8651. It's how to close 86 transactions a year, working with 50 people one hour a day. I'm also gonna give you this system. So I'm gonna give you a download screen where you'll have a QR, there's a QR code on the screen, you get it, you download all this stuff. I'm gonna give all, it to you, all of it to you. This is a, this is me. Just saying, I want to make a difference in your life. And I'm going to give you the things I talk about. You don't have to buy anything. I just want to make a difference. If you were willing to put the work in, I'll give you the resources to do it. If you need extra help, raise your hand. Say, I need a coach. We'll help you that way. But for now, for today, this is just my give. And so, 8651. I wrote this ebook based on an individual agent out of Louisville, Kentucky. And I was—I study greatness, by the way. And when I find someone that's doing something exceptional, I, I just go in and I just want to see what they do. How do they do it? What are the systems they use? And then, oftentimes, we'll take, we'll put a system around it to make it better. Mike was closing 86 transactions a year, proven, working with 50 people, um, 50 people, spending one hour a day. And, I want to, and so we took the whole system, we wrote an ebook about it, I'm gonna give you the download, and here's how it works. So you're gonna make a list of the 50 people in your life that are most likely to give you one referral a year. The way that we put them on the list is we just determine, is this person capable of giving me one referral a year? Do I like, know, and trust them? Will they give me one referral a year? I might reach out to David and say, David, uh, you're in my top 50, man. You don't have to give me all your referrals, because I know everybody knows lots of, lots of realtors, but can I count on you for one this year? Sherry would just give me one like I've, we've got a relationship. Here's what we found: we found that when you do the right activities with your top fifty, that not only will you get one, you'll get multiple. So here's how it works. I'm going to give you just kind of a summary. Every single month, I want you to have one personal touch with all fifty people on your top fifty list. A personal touch is defined as face to face or a conversation. Not a text, not an email. I want you to. These are the people you already like. It could be your in-laws. It could be your friends. It could be the people you go out with as couples. Could be all the kids' parents that you sit on the sidelines watching dance competitions for six hours on a Saturday, even though your child only dances for ninety seconds. Yep, I've been to those. And so all of those things, right? They're, these are your top fifty. One personal touch with all fifty of them every single month, whenever you have a touch. I want you to schedule the next month touch. I'm going to call you next month. Third Thursday, I'm just going to do every every month. I'm just going to stay at the front of your mind. And then I want you to think about we give. We, I want you to think about giving referrals more than you think about getting them. So who in your top 50 list has a business or they have something that they could use or that's something you could use to benefit them? And we want you to remember actually how do we drive them? How do we drive business to them? I found if you have a goal to give one outbound referral from your business every week, your top 50 goes and blows up on steroids. When you serve regardless of getting something back, your business will blow up and it won't blow up a little bit. Okay, So we're going to give one outbound referral. Now here's how the top 50 works. I'm going to give you a tracker for this too. It's really cool. Here, let me show it to you. It looks like this. So I'm going to give you a top 50 tracker where you make a list of your top 50. And this number 50 is really important. It's not a top 30. It's not a top 20, it's not top 60. It's a top what, 50. It's a top 50. 50 is a magic number because you can have a personal touch with all 50 of them if you spend one hour a day focused on that activity. And you put all you put them in a top 50 tracker like this. When you try and run it out of your CRM or you try and run it out of something different, what happens is, that uh, you don't do it, you can't see it clearly. When I can see this like this, I can look at my list and I can see am I having 100%, 98%, 10%. I can look at my sheet and I can see if I'm having the right touches. I can also see if I'm avoiding calling someone. If you're avoiding having a call, take them off your list. I only want you to talk to people you like. If you don't like them, take them off your list or at least respect or trust. And so I want you to think about doing that, okay? Stephanie, thank you for that nice note inside the chat. The top 50 really does work. Okay, so I want you to make a commitment right now. You're gonna download the top 50, you're gonna open up your tracker, and you're gonna make a list of your top 50 and have through the rest of the year, intentionally, one outbound, one personal touch with all 50 of them every single month. This is a game changer. By the way, this will generate 100% of your listing goal if you do it right. The next thing I want you to do is at the end of the year, I want you to hold a client appreciation event and everybody who sent you at least one furl gets to go. And anyone who did not send you one, I want you to replace them with somebody else. And we're going to do this every year until we have 50 people that are performing. And what you're going to find is you're going to do 40 transactions, 50 transactions, 60 transactions, and year over year, it's going to continue to grow until it just knocks it out of the park. I started coaching a team last fall in um, Raleigh, in North Carolina. It was the uh, Rachel Kendall team, and this is such a cool team. And this is um, this is their top fifty results. One of their one of their agents on the team had um, ten appointments with past clients, and, and two referrals came out of it. And it was all just starting to work. Their top fifty in January alone, the team wrote thirty two contracts. And it's interesting because the market's down. Last year they did 26. This year they did 32. More appointments, more contracts as a result of the top 50, and also going through the shift program and some other things. Julie, I appreciate your comment. She says we're having a bun- we're having brunch with the bar team in a few weeks uh, it's an appreciation event. Cindy Silva says this works. Julie Barr says this is one of my favorite workman tools. Um, lots of people making great comments in the chat on that, and I appreciate that. The big thing is like, I'm going to say something. I don't want you to let everybody hear this. It only works if you actually do it. I wrote that. This is the coolest system if you do it, but if you don't do it, it doesn't flipping work. It doesn't work. You got to engage. So do the works. Debbie says, yeah, (laughs) work works. I'm going to add a man to that and just say, Workman works. I like that better. (laughs) I think that's a fun way to say it. Workman just works. Um, Here's another, like, okay, here, let me give you this. So here's what I'm going to give you today for being on the webinar. And I've got a couple more points that I want to make uh, before we wrap up. And so this is like, go to workmansuccess.com forward slash adapter fail. I'm going to give you like the daily success habits tracker, the top 50. If you want to talk to us about coaching, sign up for a free strategy session, just turn that on. And you have access. I want everyone to just take a picture of that just so you have it. You have to raise your hand and say, I want help. If you want to do something massive that'll give you a massive result, it might be that you know it's time to get somebody to help you and someone who can see your business from a different perspective. Have you ever felt like you can't see the forest for the trees? Do you ever feel like you're just in it and you can't really, you know you need something, but you don't know what, what it is? And and everybody you're asking for advice, it's like they're in the same forest. They can't see it either. So you need somebody that looks at your business from an elevated perspective. I like the visual of a hot air balloon and like looking down at the forest and I can see the forest and I can see the clear path out. And so having somebody that has a different perspective that can guide you that has been down this road before makes a big difference. Greatness is predictable. And so for those of you that are already coaching clients, and we have a bunch of coaching clients that are on the call as well as uh, people that are just in our database, I don't just want you to get a coach. I want you to actually follow coaching advice. There's 12 very specific key concepts that you learn in the first six months in coaching that will give you predictable results your the rest of your career in real estate. And so don't just get into it, but actually do the work. Wow, Cindy, that's unbelievable. Cindy said... Um, Boy, that went away really fast. Where was it, Cindy? Oh, Cindy says, do it, people. (laughs) My business has tripled since I started with Workman. I love that. I love that. Um, okay, so predictable greatness. Follow coaching advice. Not you know hiring a coach and not following coaching advice. I was thinking about this the other day because you know when I meet people and they come up to me and say, "Yeah, I've been in your program and I'm not getting the results I want." I always go in and look at what they do, and I can tell you why they're not getting the result. It's not because of they're good people. It's not because they're intel- intelligent or not intelligent. It's because they do the work and they don't do the work. If if you've ever read any books or seen any movies about climbing Mount Everest, when a climbing expedition goes to Mount Everest, they land in Nepal, and the first thing they do is they get Sherpas. And a Sherpa is like this little guy in the bottom right of your screen, and a Sherpa is a guide. It's someone who goes up to the top of Mount Everest several times every year. They know where you need to stop and acclimate. They know when the weather's right and you should go. They know when to recognize someone's not getting oxygen, and they have the tools to give them more oxygen and help them breathe. Hiring a coach and then not following coaching advice is like hiring a Sherpa, but then going your own direction. Like, would you do that when your life is at stake? But how much more important is your business? How much more important is it to have a, like, this is what is going to provide for your family the rest of your life. And you've hired a Sherpa, whether it's a workman coach or any other coach, I want you to just go back and look at the things they've asked you to do and execute uh, my challenge to all of you today is to execute on the basic fundamentals that everybody knows what to do, but most of us don't do. Like, how do we do that? Maybe your massive action, Cherry, is to just do the basic things that you know. Like, but but have a have a higher level of execution on those basic fundamentals that we all know we should do, but most don't. Greatness is predictable. Uh, we were at the Remax conference in Las Vegas last week. It was so fun. And we have cl- we have great friends and great clients in every brand. But Nick came uh, up to me in the booth and he says, "World, I saw you here last year at this conference and I signed up for coaching. And I was doing 495,000 GCI with 28 transactions, but I don't have a life. He didn't have a buyer's agent, didn't have an administrative assistant, and in just one year, I love this. He went from 495 to 70, 708, from 28 to 53, but most importantly, I want you to I want you to read what he said. He said, I haven't personally shown a home in six months, no more buyers. He said, I don't work weekends. I put less than 5,000 miles on my car this year. And I've learned that hiring the right people made all the difference. So it's not just doubling your income, it's doubling your income and doing it in less time and spending more time with your family as a young husband and father. To me, that is more valuable than someone who makes more money. I love the part where I'm doing it in less time and I have more time with my family. Matter of fact, I refuse to help you at the expense of your home. I don't believe any other success can compensate for failure in the home and that really our kids need us more than they need our money. I'll give you one more example. And this uh, this is Ashley Allred, who's a team leader of the Regal Group. And she said, I went from corporate America to real estate and I knew I had a lot to learn. Um, She started off as a top 40 under 40 at age 21, but she was working all the time. And I, like, when I hear this, it immediately makes me uncomfortable in my gut. The more you work, the more you have to do. This is what Ashley found. And I don't know how many of you feel the same way. Um, The better you are at real estate, the more opportunities it creates. And so now all of a sudden, you're left with this place where you're conflicted, between saying no to the business that's coming in because you're good at it and no to the other things that are more important. No to your kids' practices, no to being present when you're home. that That's a really real thing. And she was just frustrated because she was doing everything herself. So she decided to come in and um, she realized that coming from corporate America, she had created a good job for herself, but she wasn't really building a business that supported a lifestyle. And so she went from working to live to, um, she went from living to work to actually working to live a lifestyle. She started a team, started with a, an administrative staff person. She found her balance. And now she demands, and this is what I love about a great leader, is it's not you don't hire people so you can have good life balance. She demands work-life balance from the people on her team by creating a schedule for them to be able to get what they want out of their lives. And I want you to think about this concept, folks. Uh, what other business are you familiar with it's wildly successful that does not operate as a team can you think of any but here we are in real estate and for some reason we think we have to do it all ourselves and you just don't like the the consumer is used to working with teams. When you go to the doctor's office, you meet the receptionist, you deal with the PA, you deal with the nurse, Uh, eventually you meet a doctor. On surgery day, there's an anesthesiologist, there's a scrub nurse, you got a whole team of people that come in and they all work as a team. But the surgeon is there during the most important part of the transaction as doing that important thing. You are the surgeon in your own business, but you're acting like like, like a receptionist and it's time to stop behaving that way and make sure that you focus on that surgery or the part where we can really plug in to your big part of the brain. The next piece of thing the next thing we're doing I'm going to give you another tool and resource right here is With the shifting market, I'm okay as long as you keep dribbling if you shift side to side and you make adjustments. What's happening right now, is I talked in the beginning, that the consumers have paused. And they're like, the market's taking a breath. And so what we want to do is we want to use emotional intelligence to re-engage buyers and sellers and get them off the sidelines and back into engagement. We wanna go back into our database of all of these clients that were in the market a while ago, but have not in the market now, we wanna resurrect our dead leads. We wanna bring them back from the dead. And then we want to then gather and gain market share. When there's fewer homes being sold, that doesn't mean you have to sell fewer houses. When there's fewer homes being sold in the market, what that means is you have to work harder to take market share, so that you can stay where you were or grow. I'm not okay with staying where we are. If you're not growing, you're moving backwards, especially with what's going on in the marketplace right now. How many of you are like, like, you know, I'm just kind of done being catching my breath and I'm ready to fully engage? Is there anybody here that's like, come, like, I'm done. Like, let's go. Get me off the sidelines. Put me in, coach. If you're ready, if you're that person that's ready to say, let's go for it, this is where we start. Is we use um, emotional intelligence and here's how it works. If you can think of any threat that's that is existing in the marketplace. Why people won't move forward, we are writing to a month a a threat elimination system. It includes a story, and then includes a resource or a tool, a script, how to role play it, and then our coach. And then with coaching, we give you like a, a coaching assignments and assignments to move it forward. Let me show you. Let me show you how it works. The industry. This is like a threat module, and it's a. It's a, it's called the interest rate offset system. Now, you all know of things you can do, but I want you to use it differently. So, this is we're going to give, we're going to give our language, we're going to use our system, and we're going to give it proprietary language. So. Here's the story. The story is about an agent who it has buyers that are sitting on the sidelines because when they were in the market, mar- rates were like 4%. Now rates are 7.5% and they, they can't afford the house they were looking at. How many of you have buyers like that that have pulled back because they can't afford it right now? Like, honestly. Like, if you don't, you're not following up your leads. Okay. Lots of hands going up on that. Okay. So now... Boom, we're gonna get them off the sidelines. So the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna create a story. I want you to read the story in detail out loud with your team or with whoever you're role-playing with. Next, I'm gonna give you a calculator, the system of the tool, and here's how it works. If you were in the market at 425 with a 20% down payment, your loan amount was 340 at 4.25%, your principal interest would have been 1673. The current rate, you just fill in the yellow areas, if it's 6.25 or 7%, whatever the number is, it tells you what your new monthly payment is, and the additional, what the difference is between those two or the next over the next seven years. In the story it talks about, we know that people move every five to seven years and over the next five to seven years, the likelihood of being able to refinance at a lower rate is really high. So I don't need to offset your interest rate for 30 years, I only need to offset it for the next seven years. The difference is $35,000 or $421 a month. My goal, my job as your realtor, is to go into the marketplace and identify properties where we can save as much of that $35,000 as possible. Sometimes we can do it with interest rate buy downs, we can get seller concessions, we can get builders to give us cash. There's a lot of ways of doing it. We give you some of those ideas. I don't promise to save $35,000 all I want to do is use emotional intelligence to have them say, you know what, if you could do that, I would totally buy. And I want to get them off of the sidelines, back looking at houses. What do you think happens when people start looking at houses again? They emotionally get attached. And then we do everything we can do to save them as much as we can. And we start writing offers. That's how we do it. So once we go through the Program. Then I'm going to give you a script so you can role play it with your teams. I want you to use the words exactly as they're written in the script. There are key triggers and words using the emotional will and emotional intelligence that move people from feeling frustrated to being elated, from being stuck to moving forward. There's all of these words and dialogues that we've been studying in emotional intelligence in all of these different shift modules to be able to do that. For those of you that are in coaching with me, we're, we're, we're we've been doing this for a couple of months now, and it's unbelievable. Every Every single Friday on our coaches' training call, we start with wins and victories. It blows my mind the number of people that are coming in with getting buyers resurrected and getting people off the sidelines and sellers re-engaged with all the different programs. Here's the assignments, what the assignments look for. It's in the downloads that I'm going to give you. Um, I don't know if Renee Rudd's even on this call. She might be. Renee Rudd, um, here, I've got to move this really quick. I can't. I can't move my screen. Ah. Okay. Okay. So here's Renee. So Renee was hesitant. Um, from getting someone to go from renting into buying, we use the interest rate offset program. Talked about how we do it. We also have one on the cost of waiting to buy and what that looks like. And was able to actually get seventeen thousand dollars in commission under contract just by, just by going through the process. They got the whole, they got the house for seventeen. Sorry, here we go. I can't see what it actually says. I'm looking at another screen, but I'm I'm with you. She says the client was hesitant to transition from renting to buying. Rianne looked for ways to offset the increased payments from the higher rates, found a house offered $20,000 under the asking price. They got the house for $17,000 under asking, and with other concessions, the total saving offset was $27,000. She specifically used the interest rate offset program to get that particular buyer re-engaged in wanting to close. How many of you love that? Like, Like it's not that you already don't know about, you know, doing buy downs and things like that, but it's the script that you use and the words that you use to move people from feeling stuck to getting re-engaged and now excited and elated. Here's a few viralisms that I want to care with you. Sherry, I appreciate you saying that. The first one is this, As as a business owner, you must lead with revenue. Can I have you write this down? Just lead with revenue. What do we lead with? We lead with revenue. The second thing is you must inspect what you expect. That which gets measured gets done. We do our daily success habits, we track it, and we review it. That which gets measured gets done. Don't build one pillar or four pillars that each do 25% of your revenue. Do four pillars of income with 100% of your goal in each one of the pillars, four pillars. The second thing is, if you really truly want to become a leader, it's time that we move from being a realtor to business development and people development. The reason we can't delegate is because we don't pour into our people. I've got everything you need to be able to do that. If you want help, just raise your hand and say, I want some help with that. Reach out to my team, we'll help you. The last one is, instead of focusing on return on investment, Your most valuable asset is your time. And I want you to ask yourself the question, am I getting the highest return on the time I'm spending away from family? Return on time, R-O-T instead of ROI. I promise you folks that greatness is predictable. And so is average. If you're getting an average result, let's predict greatness by changing the activities that we focus on in our day. Um, In 2023, in October 26th to the 28th, I just want to invite all of you to come to our Leverage Conference. Leverage is the most it's the most fun you'll ever have at a conference, but it's in Benita Springs, Florida. The speakers I have are unbelievable. They come out, they're some of the best people in the world on, on building teams. Our theme this year is greatest of all teams. If you haven't registered for the event, use this QR code and register. Uh, prices go up. I think every 30 days we have a price increase until we get to the event. And so jump in right now, get your tickets, bring the whole team, and then use the rest of the year to get people excited about it. Um, Oh, I love that. Stephanie says, I'm going to be there. I've heard all about the event. This is your downloads. I'm going to give you two more slides. I want to make sure that you have your downloads. Um, I'll have April put it in the thing. Here we go. Now's the time, ladies and gentlemen, to grow your market share. It's time to get off the sidelines and get reengaged. Let's go for it. Let's stop thinking about what we're going to do next. And let's take action because massive action creates massive results. And if you want to keep having average results, keep doing average activities. Massive action. What's the, my question to all of you is, what is your massive action? Give something in the chat box. Can everybody go in and tell me what the thing is you're going to do? What massive action are you willing to commit to right now in front of everybody and put it in the chat and get accountability? Say, here's my massive action that I'm going to do in order to generate a massive result. I want to hear from you. Let me see what it looks like. I've got my chat box open. So far, I don't have, I know you're all thinking about typing and they're all going to come at the same time massive action. Love it, Eric. Daily success habits on steroids. I love that. I'm going to hire a buyer's agent. Okay, excellent, Abe. I'm going to pick up the phone, Steven. Love that. Anybody else going to do take a massive action to get a massive result? Here's the things we talked about today. Start outsourcing things that I've been wasting my time doing. You know what, Sherry? I love that because it means that your heart is in the right place. You want to give that time back to your family. I'm going to do my four pillars, DSH. There you go, Debbie. Two hours of prospecting every day. That is a massive action. I'm going to dominate with my top 50. Look at these things. Plan my week. Make the calls. Focus on dollar productive activities. I'm going door knocking. Linda, I love that. I was a missionary in Manchester, England for two years. I always tell people, you think selling houses is hard? Try selling Jesus. Like knocking on doors is hard, but it's not that hard. And if you're not selling anything, you're just serving and you're just there to serve, people are are kind and they'll talk to you, plan my day better. Okay, here's the four things. Be intentional, focus on your relationships message to the market using emotionally emotional intelligence. Like nobody wrote they're gonna do the shift stuff, like use those shift modules, get into them and use them like I give them to you. They are game changers, like 19 already created. And our coaching clients get two every single month. If you're not a coaching client yet, download this one, start using the one I gave you. And if you don't have a coach, get one. Like whether you use a workman coach or somebody else that resonates with you better, get a coach, it's time. The best performers that I know in every industry are coached. And then last but not least, Guys, you can have it all. Look at my look at my family. You can have a great family with all of your kids and your grandkids surrounding you. I like to say that life is not a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving pretty and safely in a well-preserved body, but rather to skid in broadside with your family and your friends and your nieces and your nephews and your brothers and your sisters, all surrounding you, loudly proclaiming, "Man." Well, what a ride. It's going to be a great ride this year if you intentionally choose to make it so. Thank you for being here, everybody. I really appreciate you being here. Thanks for spending an hour with me. I hope it was worth it. Please reach out to Workman. We'd love to work with you. And have a great 2023, everybody. We'll see you out there. Thanks, everyone.